Welcome to episode 118 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Below, and I am so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Whether this is your first or your 118th episode, I hope you hear something that will make you smile, spark an insight, improve your business, and maybe even change your life. As I mentioned at the start of episode 117, I've been taking some time to do some future planning for the podcast, and therefore I'm turning to some archived shows for content. Now, I must have sounded slightly apologetic in that episode, because I received an email from a listener who let me know that he was totally okay with the From the Vault episode format. In fact, he said he appreciated it, since he's a relatively new listener and hasn't had a chance to go back to see what he's missed. And there are six years worth of episodes, so there's a lot that uh, is back there in that archive. So I was really grateful for his note and the reminder that there's always content that's worth sharing more than once. It got me thinking as well about a blogging workshop that I attended last week that was led by my dear friend and colleague, Lynn Rhodes. I've been a little stuck around the blogging and writing thing lately, feeling that the idea well has been starting to run dry. Part of that is because the introvert space is growing, and with more and more people writing about introversion, there are more articles out there, and it's a little bit harder, perhaps, to stand out and find your voice. And I do think that having all of those writers out there and talking about introversion is fantastic because we need more voices and we need those different perspectives so that we can keep learning and growing together and getting stronger as introverts. And that's what I momentarily forgot. I receive updates about online posts that include the word introvert. And part of my stuckness was this. I was asking myself, Does the world really need another blog post about introverts and networking, or introverts as salespeople, or about introverts in general? It reminded me of a few weeks ago when I went out to visit my favorite rose garden in Tacoma and was taking photographs. I was thoroughly enjoying myself, but at one point I stopped and thought, does the world really need another picture of a rose? Do I need another picture of a rose? And my internal response to those questions was, phooey, you can't have too many pictures of beautiful things, including roses. I also remembered that a lot of the pleasure that I derive from photography is the actual process of taking photos. The finished product is important, but in some ways, it's secondary. And once again, I felt like the universe was giving me more evidence that it's about the journey, not the destination. I believe that blogging is similar. I love writing. I love that process, and I find it energizing and satisfying. The process of working out my thoughts and finding just the right words brings me great joy. And my colleagues at that blogging workshop gave me great feedback about my question, does the world need another post about introverts and networking? They said yes. The world does need another post on networking and introverts, because just as no one else sees a rose the same way I do, no one else has the same experiences, perspectives, and language to talk about networking as I do. And that goes for you as well. If you find yourself stuck around feeding the content monster, and as much as I love writing and sharing with everyone, the entire system often feels like a big, insatiable monster. 
Take comfort and find renewal in the fact that you still have lots of stories to tell and insights to share. It doesn't matter if there are 10,000 articles on leadership, sales, networking, collaboration, how to take the perfect photo, or what to do when you don't know what to do. What matters is that you write your own article, the one that reflects your experience and your wisdom. And it will resonate with people who resonate with your voice. And for all you know, those readers may not have seen the other 10,000 articles out there, and they're just waiting for yours to come along. The more you write and produce content, the more ideas you'll generate, and you'll be back in the groove of giving your own unique perspective on the tried and true, alongside sharing ideas that push the boundaries of what's been done before. And this idea ties in well to the episode that I've decided to pull from the vault for you this week. We're going back in time to August 2010, when I had a conversation with Nancy Enkowitz, author of Self-Promotion for Introverts. She and I actually had an opportunity to meet for coffee in New York City back in March of 2015, so I can share that she is as delightful in person as she is in this podcast. The connection between sharing content and ideas and self-promotion for introverts is clear. Introverts are often at their best when they can express themselves in writing or through social media or through thoughtful public speaking engagements. When we create valuable content, we're engaging in self-promotion in a natural, authentic way. We don't have to say, see how great I am. We can use our content to follow the maxim, show, don't tell. Provide value, share your perspective, and be accessible. That's one powerful way to promote yourself and your business without feeling the ick. So let's enter the Wayback Machine to 2010 and enjoy this conversation that I had with Nancy. We cover how to change the station on your internal chatterbox, the role of accountability in keeping you on track, how to budget your energy for the things that matter, and why improv is the ideal confidence booster for introverts. And stay tuned after the interview and after my original episode sign-off if you want to hear about a few of the fantastic guests that I'm welcoming to the podcast in early summer. There's also a tiny bit of information about two offerings that I cannot wait to share with you. So join me now as we head back to August 2010. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Beth Below, and you're listening to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Being an entrepreneur requires that you wear many hats. You're the researcher, the developer, the big picture person, and the nitty-gritty details person. You come up with the goods, and you deliver the goods. And while all of that is going on, you're always promoting yourself and your business. I refer to it as perpetual promotion, and it can be one of the biggest energy drains for the introvert entrepreneur. But what if there was a new way to look at promoting yourself, one that fit your personality, your needs, and your strengths? My guest today is here to give us some tips and insights on how we can promote ourselves with ease and authenticity while honoring our introverted preferences. Nancy Ankowitz is the author of Self-Promotion for Introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead, Nancy is a business communication coach specializing in career advancement and presentation skills. Her clients range from CEOs to emerging leaders in the business and creative worlds. 
She has spoken at New York University, Columbia University, the Smithsonian Institution, and the U.S. Navy. Nancy is a prolific blogger for Psychology Today, and she's appeared in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Wall Street Journal, Monster.com, Marie Claire, Self, and Women's Day. Previously, Nancy managed marketing communications for a multi-billion dollar business as a vice president at J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. Nancy, I am so honored to have you on the show today. Welcome. Oh, I am thrilled to be part of this show. Thank you so much, Beth. So to get us started, you know, you've got this marketing communications background and now you've you've shifted and it sounds like you've been doing the, the communication coaching for a number of years. Yeah. And how did you come to decide to focus on introverts in particular? I was born one. <laughs> <laughs> From the womb. <laughs> I don't think I knew it right away. <laughs> I knew there was something a little different. <laughs> but... Uh, it got confirmed when I was in the corporate world on Wall Street, and I was doing some marketing there, and the whole department got the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator Assessment, and mine came up that I was an introvert, among other things. We know we're all complex personalities, and there's right. so many aspects to our to ourselves. So I thought I was an introvert, and I thought, wow, this is really interesting, and it also confirmed that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you're an introvert. It just means you recharge, you regain your energy, you get energized more from your quiet time than from your commotion of running to the after parties, the cocktail parties, and all that kind of stuff. And that was definitely me. Mm-hmm. And I also really did my best at meetings. Now, of course, the corporate world is loaded with meetings, Mm -hmm. when I didn't go back-to-back meetings and when I wasn't put on the spot. So I started developing these strategies for how can I do better at meetings? How can I do better at public speaking? How can I do better at managing my time as an introvert? And both as, as a corporate citizen, but then before that and after that as an entrepreneur. So I've run businesses for a long time as well. And it all started to make sense. So when I left the corporate world, it was to write this book and to become a coach and help other introverts excel and do what they love to do using their quiet strengths. And what I appreciate about what you just shared is that you you did not, it sounds like you didn't judge yourself in any way about no. you know being an introvert. You said, okay, so nope. here's the information and how can I leverage it? Nope. Now, I don't judge being an introvert, and especially since I am one. However, I differ from big chunks of our society, as you're probably aware, who do judge introverts as, Mm -hmm. you know, what's wrong with you? Why don't you get out more? Why don't you speak up? Why don't you socialize more? All those, all that stuff that it does us no good instead of, You've got these amazing quiet strengths. You're great at research. You're a good reader. You're a good writer. You're good at connecting one-on-one. So why not use that instead of focusing on that you're not always going to be the life of the party? Who cares? It's about being who you are instead of what you're not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Revelation there, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in some ways, it is because you hear about that. You know, play to your strengths and all that. But until you actually do that, it it really can transform your life to really live that. 
a huge, especially as an entrepreneur, because as you pointed out in your wonderful introduction, you are a one-woman or one-man marching band. At least in the <laughs> beginning, you are doing everything. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to harness that energy and, and you know, juggle all those things, even though you may be more of some somebody who does things better one thing at a time and more deeply, but you need to figure out how to do that for yourself as an introvert. You know, one of the things I really appreciated about your book was that you laid a really solid foundation in acknowledging the power of our self-talk. Oh, yeah. And paying attention, you know, especially when we're working on our own, you know, we're we're talking, we're almost literally talking to ourselves a lot, <laughs> and, and the uh, the volume can get rather loud, and the quality mm. get kind of uh, um, not as high as what it, it could be to really support us. And and so as we start to promote ourselves, I love that you you talked about the radio stations. Um, you suck and you rock. <laughs> so, so how do we how do we notice when we're in that kind of lower quality place of of you suck, and how can we move to you rock? Well, noticing that we're in that you suck place, unfortunately for a lot of us, I think that chatter gets so loud, and even science has pointed to that the fact that introverts may chatter more in our brains um, that we we tend to make a lot of noise, but not always outwardly. So. I think it's when you're just in that place of, you know, you need to go get business. You know, you need to go call some clients. You know, you need to, you know, create your next blog post or or reach out to the whomsoever's or uh, raise funds or whatever it is. But you're just like, no, I can't do that. Or, no, I'm going to fail. Or or just Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Or, like, I'll never be as good as so-and-so. As soon as that stuff starts happening... Really, it's time to catch yourself, and it starts with awareness and just saying, well, what am I doing today, and what do I need to get done today? And if you spend a big chunk of your day just sort of negating what you possibly could do, then it's time to say, okay, uh, we need to change this around. We need to change this up and make it a more positive focus so you can actually get that client and get the word out and do whatever it is you need to do to build your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and having um, one thing that I've always talked about with self-talk is having compassion for yourself when you notice that it's oh, happening. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not, I mean, there are there's so many different ways, and there are lots of self-help books on this and all that. And one way is you can refute the messages, you could talk mm-hmm. back, Another way is just meditate or relax. Another way is call a mentor. Another way is create a wallet card of, mm-hmm. of all your strengths to remind yourself when you say this message to yourself, here's a rebuttal. So there are many different ways. Some people listen to some music to get them in a better place. Some people, I talk about touchstones in my book. Some people, so it's more through their ears, through music. Some people will be looking at a photograph or looking at what I call a fan file of of like really nice emails and other accolades and recommendations that you've received that just pick you up because just something simple like that can really do the trick. It, helps, it certainly helps to keep things in perspective. Yes, keep things in perspective, absolutely, mm. sure. Yeah, and I yeah I love the story you, you talked about, a CEO or a, a high-level manager that um, so what I think he said, you know, I'm out of my league. Mm. And 
his wallet card said, you know, I can catch any ball, I think. Yeah, so, I can catch any ball. He, he's mm-hmm. an excellent athlete. He plays softball really well. But, yeah, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. That, that's particularly powerful because, as you were just describing, it really it's a personal affirmation that resonates with him mm-hmm. and is very individual. It's not an off-the-shelf solution, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you're, you're giving us some really good ideas for how we can personally figure out how, what's going to work for me in reframing how I think about things. Yes, and also his affirmation, for lack of a better word, that, word there, is also somewhat visual. He pictures himself catching any ball mm-hmm. as an athlete. And for some people that's helpful as well, making it something where you visualize yourself doing something that you've done before, that you've done successfully, that brings you into that more grounded place. Well, speaking of, you know, being grounded, one of the things mm-hmm. that um, I know keeps me grounded is remembering to be authentic. Like that's mm-hmm. when I feel the most in my in my space. And we talked before about this, you know, push-pull of be who you are, but then other people are saying, well, you can't, it's not okay to be who you are because we need for you to be this. We need for you to be talkative or big or um, out there and social. And so... What tips might you have for helping somebody find their own authentic presence and voice? Well, self-reflection is a great thing. However, if you're blocked with that, which I can understand, it's not always a lot of people, I think introverts in particular, when you say, tell me your strengths, they go, (laughs) 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 or you say something generic, like I'm a nice person, ugh. Please. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're all nice. Sorry. <laughs> Instead, if you ask a few people who really get you, who really know you, let's say a close client, a close friend, somebody, a business partner, a spouse, somebody else in close to you in your life who really gets you, and you could say, What do you appreciate most about me? I really need to know. And you ask, Three, four people, and you could say I'm doing this exercise as part of the self-promotion for introverts book, so you give it a little context. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it because you ought to, and it's, it's a, and you can do it back for them if you want. It's an it's often eye-opening to find out what other people appreciate about you, and it's not at all obvious. So, so as we're you know moving out in the world with self-promotion, one of the things that I know that you cover in your books is setting goals and um, keeping ourselves on track and motivated. And how can, what, what can we do to set goals for self-promotion that keep us out there and on track and, and really moving forward in our business while also keeping in mind our specific energy needs? So setting goals and keeping track of your energy needs, it's such an important thing. I mean, so much science and research has shown that the importance of setting goals, and it gets you so much further than just bumbling your way through. Not that any of your listeners would ever do that. Of course uh, not. <laughs> but I know myself, I've been guilty a few times of bumbling. <laughs> but I know, if, for, at least for me, if I, make a, if I make a specific goal like this year, I'm going to write a book, and uh, you know, here are the steps I'm going to need to get there, I get there. If I just sort of say, well, I think I'm going to eventually mm, do something involving writing, well, not nearly as concrete and not nearly as effective. So it really works to do that. And using that introvert's energy is so important. So take stock 
of how you spend your energy and what gives you energy and what drains your energy. And so when you come up with the activities that you need to do to, let's say, promote your business, you really need to take a hard look at, um, at, at budgeting your energy so that you get the most out of, out of yourself for your business. Mm, I love that word, budgeting. Yeah. It reminds us that not to spend it all in one place. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, you could spend all your energy going to one cocktail party, and that cocktail party might be just full of competitors, which might be nice to just, you know, share some buzz with other competitors, but is that really going to be the best way for you to get business? Or would it be to go swim in another pool? <laughs> or maybe show your face at three other events this week instead of spending all night at one place where you're not really going to get any business. So think of how can you spend that introvert's energy smartly for your business. I'm guessing a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who are looking to promote their business are interested in writing books. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, you're, you you mentioned a few times in your book that writing is not necessarily something that comes naturally to you, and that no, no, it's it was no. a little it was a little bit of work. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good way to put it. A little bit of work. I mean, like severe crippling writer's block. So now that it's there, and you know, you've got the physical book there in your hand, and you can kind of you know look back with that hindsight. What what do you think was the most important thing you did for yourself that that uh, kept you? motivated and and finishing it you know <laughs> you want to know the real answer other than deeply trusting in myself and mm-hmm. and affirming my strengths and all that yada yada that you've heard well the real thing is a contract oh you do well yeah. with deadlines mm-hmm. I, that's back to setting goals i sign a contract with with a publishing house and well first with an agent then a publishing house there's no looking back i will never fail if i you know, as soon as I commit to something, I never drop the ball. So that was just knowing myself that as soon as I sign a contract, the motor will run and it will happen. I'm very goal-oriented. That's um, that's wonderful insight because because um, <laughs> I find that, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of listeners are solopreneurs and we're operating on something of an open-ended timetable with mm. men. And there can be this sense of, well, if I don't publish that article online, nobody's going to know it. Yeah, and there's yeah, something about being true. accountable to something outside of yourself. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I hear a lot of accountability clubs these days, a lot of people really feeling the need to connect with others, and whether it's online or uh, in person or just phone chats or whatever, but it can make a real difference to have people to say, well, by Friday I'm going to send out my manuscript to three agents or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever the goal may be. But it really makes a difference than just saying, well, I'll get it done. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I have an accountability partner, and I know one of the things that gives me is confidence um, to, you know, just saying the goal out loud, saying what I want to accomplish, um, propels me a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and I, one of the um, earlier interactions that we had was around improv, which oh, yeah. is another right. tool in the toolbox for mm-hmm. uh, gaining confidence. And so what led you to, to do that, and what, what benefits did you experience? I think throughout my life, I lead myself to the things I'm most scared of, <laughs> like mm-hmm. writing, like improv. I, I just, if I'm really afraid of something, I tackle it. 
or at least I take a good try at tackling it. So with improv, I have never naturally been gifted at speaking on my feet. So I thought, well, I'll just take some improv classes. So I studied for years, and I thought, okay, I'll be the bottom of the class, whatever, it doesn't matter, because I'm not looking to be a professional improviser. I'm just looking to flex some muscles and build some skills. And I think for and for most introverts, it's not a bad idea, because it gives us some skills that we can use to build our businesses. So a client will ask you a question, or a prospect will ask you a question on the spot, you get a little more comfortable dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying an introvert should become an extrovert. First of all, impossible, but second of all, silly. Uh, it's mm-hmm. saying use what you've got and then build some skills to make you more comfortable saying things on the spot or more comfortable punting and saying, gee, I need a little more time and then I'll give you my best answer. And it seems like trust is something that trust. comes yeah. through studying improv is, and that is trusting that when you do think on your feet that you'll survive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so true. Yeah. The, the gentleman I did the partnership with um, made a big deal about emphasizing that it's not about improv, it's not about being, about being clever or funny or super smart or, um, you know, being over the top. It's about being real. And when you're comfortable in trusting yourself to be real, that's when you connect with people. Hmm. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can add one yes, of my and. favorite lines. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from improv <laughs> is yes, and, which is also you're always building on what you've heard last. Mm-hmm. You're never blocking the other person. You're never blocking your partners or your audience. It's always, hey, great idea. Let's take it here. And then the next person says, yes, and because we'll take it here. And then it keeps going forward, forward, forward. And it's a great way to, I think it's a great way to live, great Mm -hmm. way to experience your business as well. So it's seeing the open doors rather than the ones that are shut. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, Because improv, yes, it is is a scary place. (laughs) It can be. Oh, on the sure. surface, on the surface, and and, and um, when one actually does it, it is surprising what can happen. Well, it's back to I'm a big fan of everybody learning to become a public speaker, and I think it's very much tied into improv skills. It's getting comfortable being in front of a room, and connecting with your audience or connecting with your partners on stage, and it's it's getting really grounded and comfortable with that. And it's an invaluable skill in just about anyone's career, especially as an entrepreneur, getting out there and doing speaking engagements, running groups, whatever it is. But it's, it's a great thing for visibility and great for business. So here's a question for you. When, you are, um, when you're tired of all that visibility and you need a break <laughs> from all that business, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you are granted a year's vacation on okay. Introvert Island, uh-huh. Get a little chance to break away from it all, all expenses paid. Oh. But the 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 catch is that you've only got room for 3 books in your suitcase. Ooh, this is a great question. What would you take and what and why? Take? Yeah. Okay, what would I take and why? Okay. Now, I will say disclaimer which is I've read so many amazing books and this is what's on my night table right now for my next vacation. Okay. One, one would be 
Creating Your Best Life, The Ultimate Lifeless Guide by Carolyn Adams Miller. And it's an inspiring book. It's all about you. It's all about goals. It's all about being a happy person, the hundred things you do before you die. And it's just an uplifting it's an uplifting book, and it's science-based. It's research-based. So that's one. Another is a book that I just adore, and I want to just give it a fresh read, which is Accidental Branding. And it's all about entrepreneurs. So it's how ordinary people build extraordinary brands. David Vinjamori. Uh, yeah. And then another one I just received, and I just started reading, but I want to finish it. And that is using LinkedIn because I want to get a deeper knowledge of it because it's invaluable and it's pervasive now. Mm-hmm. So, And that's by Patrice Ann Rutledge. So how can people learn more about you and self-promotion for introverts and what you have to offer? Sure. You can go on my blog, which is www.selfpromotionforintroverts.com. No dashes or anything, just selfpromotionforintroverts.com. I'm accessible, I'm a coach, and I'm available to talk to people. So Great. And I love having a dialogue. I'm also on Facebook. I've got a fan page there and LinkedIn and all the Twitter and all that stuff. Terrific. My guess is if anybody just Google self-promotion for introverts, you'll come up oh, yeah. in all of, the, all of the right places. All the right places, right. Yeah. And I do highly recommend... Um, to my listeners to um, obviously get the book, Self-Promotion for Introverts, but also to follow Nancy on her blog. Um, she's got some, you, Nancy, you have some, you know, especially timely topics for introverts Thank that are being you. discussed on there and, and really furthering our, furthering our cause. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I love about your book and, um, and wrapping up here is that it's not only full of practical tools to help us become pros at self-promotion, but you've also got some really colorful stories about being fearless, I see this as fearless, in getting quotes from people like Warren Buffett and Magic Johnson and Bill Clinton. Um, so I, I wish we had time to uh, talk a little bit more about those, but maybe we can save that for another time, and certainly um, people can read about it in the book. But it all adds up to a book that's both informative and inspiring. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much. And I really admire all the work you're doing online and creating such an amazing community of introverts and introvert entrepreneurs. So I'm following you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Blast from the Past episode with Nancy Enkowitz. I'm excited about the new episodes coming up in early summer, which include conversations with Fred Mandel, CEO of the Global Institute for the Arts and Leadership, Kate Brubaker, founder of Small Planet Studio, and Sarah Harvey Yao, author of the forthcoming book, Drop In, Lead with Deeper Presence and Courage. Two other quick notes. I'm just wrapping up the first two inaugural virtual book groups that met over a six-week period to discuss my new book, The Introvert Entrepreneur, Amplify Your Strengths and Create Success on Your Own Terms. We had a wonderful time working our way through the book, reflecting on what resonated with us and our personal experiences, and talking about how to take the book concepts and translate them into action and apply them to our own businesses. New virtual book groups will be forming soon, so if you'd like to stay informed, you can subscribe to my newsletter on my website, join us on Facebook and Twitter, 
or just drop me an email at beth at theintrovertentrepreneur.com and I'll add you to the interest list. You can find all of that information on my website at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. The same is true for a new offering coming in September. I'll be facilitating two introvert entrepreneur mastermind groups, one that I'm calling the wildcard group that includes a wide range of topics for discussion, and another that's focused on sharpening your public speaking skills and growing that part of your business. You can learn more about those offerings, including what is a mastermind and how does it work at my website, theintrovertentrepreneur.com backslash mastermind. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks as always to Paul Messing, my fearless podcast producer. This is Beth Below, the introvert entrepreneur. And until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.